This episode of the Dude Catholic Podcast is brought to you by Dr. Gabe's Mint Mojito and Armpit Scratcher. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with three men who when they cross the street, cars look both ways. He is... Memo. And he is... Javier. And he is... Gabe. That's right. Our scripture today comes from... Psalm 95. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Cry out to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with a song of praise joyfully sing out our psalms delicious all right so today we're going to be talking about worship worship yes it's a standalone episode we got we got got a lot of people today got a lot this of is good. in this a house of, yeah. a lot of dudes is that here. why i'm here because i'm that a worship is, leader that is that is the only reason why you are here yes technically the only reason is so that you can <laughs> serenade us tonight us and all the uh insects that came to accompany us today as we record the podcast so let's get started. You know, um, I think I should start because I have the less, uh, I think the the least to say about worship. Um, I think I came into the, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe a lot of us came into the faith a little bit. Not so much later. I guess a lot of people come in like when they're almost dying or whatever, um, come into the faith. I, I came in like in my late teen years. And not only that, I came from like Mexico, so I I knew very little as to the way people worship here, you know, and so, so I remember uh, going through the transition of switching the prayers, you know, getting used to praying in English with uh, the youth ministry people and and getting to know the songs and whatnot. So I was kind of like just scrambling about, you know, but but at one point, the point where it became clear that this is where I belong, you know, was uh, was an adoration. And so when it comes to the experience of worship, I think I was spoiled in this way that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the leaders uh, in ministry that, that a lot of us here around this, this table experienced um, were the ones that, that kind of helped me get introduced to what worship was and being in adoration and listening to the music and, and being in the presence of God. That is what, what worship meant to me, you know, and so so that's that's my experience, and that's why I say that I, I probably have the least to say around this table, you know. But that's that's kind of my quick intro to to what prayer prayer uh, worship was to me, and prayer too at the same time. I want I want to take a step back. Um, first of all, welcome back, uh, Memo, Thank to you. the podcast, and uh, we have our, our friend here, uh, Gabriel. It's not um, not his first rodeo at the Dude Catholic Podcast. And I, exactly, I I just want to say that I. I first met Gabriel. I was just thinking about this before the podcast. Holy moly. Back in 1998. Holy moly. I've known this man for 23 yeah, years. A long time ago. 23 years. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I'll never forget it. He um, Haven't aged a, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it looks the same. 
I'm not sure that's a compliment or an insult, but anyways. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but anyways, I we were we were at our Lear Pitcher Hall, which is not too far from where we are now in Los Santos, and uh, we had a Bible study there with uh, the Vasquez family there, um, Cheyenne, and I remember he he would come to the Bible study. And he was he was he was becoming a youth leader and stuff. He got involved with the core core group and stuff, the core team. And you know, I've seen this man blossom, like like explode from from like you know being a baby in the faith to being like now a true leader of 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 many in the faith. So I'm, I'm very proud to be uh, on this podcast with them. But uh, do you remember how you met Gabriel? I think I met him once or twice while he visited uh, St. Hilary, which was the parish where I, yep, where I started my uh, my walk in the faith. So I saw him a couple of times, but not too much. Not too much. It wasn't until, I guess, more recently that I started seeing you more. Um, pretty much everywhere I went that was something youth ministry related, you were there. <clears throat> so it was it was kind of like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know that guy. I know that guy. You mean uh, St. Hilary and Pico Rivera? Correcto, senor. Yeah, where oh, what a coincidence. Where yeah, that's where you just picked me up. <laughs> ah, look at that. That's back where I found this guy be, right here. Back when it used to be a perpetual adoration, like true there's, perpetual there's, adoration where the doors to the church yeah. were open 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the adoration chapel. I mean yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And um, the relic, the, the, the relic. The relic area, yeah. yeah. The reliquary yeah. room. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Yes. But anyways, I just wanted to kind of put that yeah, in Yeah, you're going way back. It's Way a, it's back. a throwback. Is it so Thursday it's a, today? It's a Thursday, so it's a throwback Thursday. Hey, Indeed. it is. It is what it is, and and, <laughs> and you're wearing the Dodgers shirt, and I'm wearing the Lakers shirt, so it's on, you know. So, yep. But yeah, no, I I just wanted to say that it's a it's a pleasure and an honor to be here with uh, with all these men, but uh, to see Gabriel here, I, I mean, I've seen him a long time, but 23 years of knowing him and his family. So, uh, anyways, I I didn't want to shift the attention to that, but. I just wanted to. No, I think the attention that. should be on worship. Worship on God. That's how humble I am. I just deflect all the attention back to God. The humblest. The humblest of humbles. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Award winning humility. Award winning. <laughs> Recognized for all my humility. Indeed. <laughs> it's good to be here with you guys. Yeah, this is a definitely um, a topic that can go a lot of different directions. But I think if you go back to the, the roots of how we're introduced. To our faith, a lot of us, I could speak for myself, but I, I know Javier, I know a little bit of Adrian, knowing knowing him and seeing him on occasion in the past. You know, we grew up in a in a movement in the church, you know, from our teens to young adult years, with a lot of the, you know, uh, very contemporary type of uh, style of music, a lot of bands, you know, a lot of um, uh, large gatherings, retreats, adorations. Um, rallies, even up to our young adulthood, going to um, Catholic Underground, probably is familiar to a lot of people, Um, conferences. So, I mean, definitely a very memorable, very impactful experience of singing these songs to God and and feeling something uh, probably very divine and very real. Um, But I think equating it in our own maybe unknowing unknowingness if that's a word uh really just really just equating it more to like being in community like being uh, belonging to something right and then without even knowing again in our unknowingness look at look up the word um what ends up happening is at least for me is that i realized after learning about liturgy and learning more about worship 
more about liturgical worship and music that it's in fact the community of the Trinity that we're encountering, mm, which amen. is a reflection of, of who we are. Um, you know, uh, I was teaching my students a little bit about, um, you know, who we are and where we're going and, and how that question is so vital to them as young people as they graduate and look forward to, to their vocation, their calling. And we were, we were looking at the uh, scripture in Matthew, um, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And I think that scripture kind of captures what worship is about. It's one, it's not about us, but it's about us striving to be um, to be closer to God, right? To be a Trans reflection. Yeah, because when you leave, when you leave worship, when you leave liturgy, you're sent forth. And you're sent forth not to be the same person. So um, that's really all I have today. So have a good night. It's funny you took me down memory lane. Um, you know, like uh, you talked about. I remember when I was like going through my conversion, and I was being pulled in all these different directions, like the charismatic movement. Yep. Uh, I would go to the Medjugorje Peace Conference, SCRC, yeah, yeah, right? Uh, you know, um, the Religious Congress, which I don't even know what kind of worship they do there. But anyway, <laughs> they worship themselves. <laughs> uh, and Shots then, fired. and then I exactly, and then I would go to like um, the Family Conference, right? Uh, you know, uh, St. Joe's Communication and, uh, you know, Catholic Answers and stuff. And then I, I started getting also into, like, uh, the Trinitine Mass. I would go to the Trinitine Mass on, on Sundays. We would travel. I think I talked about that in one of the podcasts. Um, and I was being pulled in all these different directions. Um, and it was, it was just amazing because the church is, like, really rich in the different styles of, of worship that it suits different personalities, um, different styles of worship. I think it's it's important to, to acknowledge that. And and I don't want to get into the debate of what is better and what's not. I mean, we could do that, and I'm sure if we had different folks here, we, we definitely would get into that. Yeah, but I, I want to get into it. <laughs> okay. Let's go down from <laughs> memory lane to memos lane real quick. Real quick. All right, go for it. No, no. No, are you done? I'm done, dude. Right. Memo, let's go. Okay, let's okay. hear it. No, well, no, no. I'm ready. Well, I was partially kidding. But let me go ahead and, and uh, express that uh, before we started the podcast, when we said the word worship, I automatically thought liturgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sure. understand that, um, no, no. So when it comes to the phrase praise and worship, worship is there for a reason, just because praising and song, just not necessarily in a liturgical context, uh, it is a way of giving thanks, of praising God, of asking for, um, of offering up our intentions, our petitions, excuse me. Um, great. There, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Where I want to um, not necessarily push back, but one thought I had was of how in the liturgy, we have, um, say, uh, Protestant music. So in one mass where I would attend regularly, daily mass, I should say, they would sing this little light of mine at the end of the mass. And, you know, I'm not against that song. I'm not against uh, singing it. Of course, there's just a time and a place for it. <laughs> and I just really wish we were good at making those distinctions. You know, this, this is liturgical and this is not necessarily. That which is not necessarily liturgical, let's... Let's do right, it. Right, right. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Let, let's not not do it. And I'm not against Protestant music just because it's Protestant. 
I can see where just a lot of the tension in Catholic circles comes when it comes to the topics of worship. Uh, I would say, besides liturgical abuse, because just going back to the topic, um, liturgical music. Sure. Liturgical music. It's a very important aspect of the liturgy. Yeah, it's not something to um, take lightly. Yeah. Yeah. Two points come to mind, I think, as a music leader. Um, some people don't like the phrase worship leader um, or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, but as in my experience, I've seen a couple things that you that you, you brought into my kind of from my memory and my experience. One is how there are people in in roles leading music, leading liturgical music, who um, are not adapting to particular communities or communities changing or evolving, which I think is could be problematic. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the traditional music. I sing traditional music on guitar, which is, um, I find to be a very, uh, a very unique thing that I'm very grateful that I'm able to do because most people hear it on an organ or a piano. And I, I present it in a, with guitar and I have a lot of influences in the Catholic world of people I look up to that really do it well. And I'm learning how to do that. Mm. So I think there are, there are people who, um, for example, could select a song like This Little Light of Mine with good intention. That, um, that's my thought. But there's sort of this lack of being aware, right? Yes. Being aware yes. of, of where the spirit moves because the liturgy is a movement. It's a movement. It's a prayer. Um, you know, and it's all worship. It's, it's all worship. Um, and how you engage people in it, you know, and, and what we think might be you know, not appropriate or not serviceable, not uh, applicable. There might be, and I'm just taking a step back because I've been at liturgies where I, I unfortunately, I judge because I'm in the position of choosing music and talking to the priest and the deacon. And then I, I, I'm sitting there going like, I wouldn't have picked that song, right? Yeah, totally. But who am I to say that I wouldn't have picked that song if that person brought their own, uh, I hope they brought their own, heart of preparation and, and reflection to to say these are the songs that will best serve the people and and so it's it's easier to judge than to just you know receive um mm. and so you know that comes to mind and i think another thing that comes to mind is is just the fact that worship is uh it's an experience of relationship with god um mm -hmm. and so I was reading as we were preparing for this uh, discussion, uh, reading a document here from the uh, the Office of Liturgical Celebrations, an official document. Sounds pretty uh, pretty awesome. I mean, it's referencing the Catechism, paragraph 1156 to 1158. So if you're listening and you happen to have your Catechism, you can uh, you can check that out. But something really did catch my attention, and it kind of just draws to this idea that yes, um, you know, Protestant music has a we have a certain perception like we label it and i think what ends up happening at least for me is i end up removing all labels and just seeing that all music if it's intentional and it's meant to worship god then anyone anyone can sing it right anyone can use it right um in in a proper setting you know not all protestant music some might say is appropriate for the liturgy there's songs that just don't fit with the the movement of the prayer 
but there's a lot that do and I think I found a lot of comfort a lot of um, beauty in knowing that that there are aspects of our of our Christian community our church our Catholic and and Protestant brothers and sisters where there's there's a lot of shared gift a lot of shared willingness to collaborate a lot of shared you know things and so I just want to close uh, as the conversation continues with this um, with this uh, reading of this the liturgy describes and forms relationship relationship relationships need persevering with and within them there can be misunderstandings so right there it's acknowledging that we can misunderstand what we're doing right whether you're the worship person leading the music or you're the person who's uh, in the congregation liturgy is the meeting place where god shows the depth of covenant of his love so that the fallen men may rise again on the wings of prayer mm. And in the liturgy, God meets man on holy ground. Hence, religious singing by the faithful is to be intelligently fostered so that in devotions and sacred exercises, as well as liturgy, in conformity with the church's norms, the voices of the faithful may be heard. So I think at the end of the day, it's like, there's some songs that not everyone's gonna be inspired by. Sure. And those same songs could the Holy Spirit could transform someone's heart, you know. Sure. And so I think there's there's so many ways we can. No, that's good. That's good. Discuss, I like that. Yeah, how that's good. No, that's good. Music is, but at, at the same time, I would not personally sing certain songs, as you mentioned, like this little light of mine, or yeah, yeah this little light. That's the one. one. This little light yeah. of mine. I, I there's not a lot of places where I see me singing that in a in a liturgy. Yeah, for sure. Um, Maybe at VBS, right? Maybe at uh, a children's mass where, you know, you have room for, for ministering to the, that age group. Um, but I've, I've learned, you know, and not everyone has the same level of experience or the same uh, opportunities because as, as we go through time, we see how different from one parish to the other, how much different, you know, things happen or who's in charge or who's leading things. There's a, just a lot of things that could um, could be happening that we might not feel comfortable with uh, when it comes to music, right? Yeah. Um, and I sing solo, so um, you know, it, I, I I'm able to control that a little bit. Whereas I, if I had a band, so. if I had a band, there'd be maybe uh, a little conflict there. Yeah, a few people might not like that. They may have opinions. Um, they might say it's too loud. Hey, it's possible. You know, as you were speaking, I was thinking about diversity and how. A lot of times we think we're such a big deal in the church here in the U.S., I'm thinking, when we're mm. only about 8% of Catholics worldwide. You know, we're not such a big deal, but we have so much. We have so many parishes. We have so many different um, different faith communities, you know. And, and the thing is, like, you can tell. I mean, we know what parishes are more conservative than others, which parishes are more liberal, which parishes have the good music, which parishes have the good preaching. We know what oh, St. Yeah, Peter sure. Chanel in Hawaiian Gardens is going to be like versus, <laughs> you know, whatever parish in uh, in Inglewood or in uh, East Los Angeles. You know, like it's going to be it's <laughs> going to be different. Yeah, no, seriously. Like the, yeah, the, no, the, I know there's a parish. Like where, where, my, you said where, that, my mom, like, where my mom used to go to church. It was like it was <laughs> interesting. You know, like you know what we're getting. Yeah. Not, yeah. not to name any religious orders, but the Jesuits. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we are, go you, again. are you picking on my friends? <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah, yeah, he is. Mercy. Yeah, we are. Now, um, well, man, I forgot what I, where I was going with that. I'm but, sorry. but you know, like we can. That's that's the interesting. I don't know if it's good or bad, but that's the thing about about where we're at. You know, even though we're only eight percent of Catholics around the world, we have so many options. Yeah. You know, and and like I said before about Catholic education and maybe more than one place in the podcast is that the community or the school in in this way likewise the parish is a reflection of the community that supports it and if you're if you're into the uh the more protestant music there's going to be a parish that only plays that you know and maybe maybe even uh dangerously so because there is some music that you. leads away from the faith thank you know you. that contradicts the faith thank you Oh, you are most welcome, and we will resume this podcast next time. <laughs>